0: Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night. standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Buckle up pilots. It's time for the All Wings Report In podcast with your hosts Vinny and Chris. Negative. Negative. It didn't go in. What's going on everyone? You are listening to the All Wings Report In podcast. I am your co-host Vinny. And across from me... Two shots of spatchka deep, as always, is my older brother Chris. Hey, hey, hey! See, every other week I give you like a like a normal solid intro, then I give you like a little Star Wars like like um, hint or a uh, nod every other week. I, I was about to, to
1: ask you actually uh, before we did this when we were doing our little mic check. I was going to ask you how you were going to do it, and then I. F- like forgot
0: cats out the bag it's every other week now I just i just will break it up for people i don't want to do it every week some people like it some people don't we get i get the messages about it they let <laughs> me know they're like dude enough it's not it's not that funny so we are here this is uh episode number seven of the all wings uh report and podcast we are here to break down chapter 12 Of The Mandalorian, The Siege. The Siege. And we're also here to talk a few other Star Wars news before we get going into that. So before we get into the uh, episode breakdown, uh, for all our Star Wars collectible listeners or action figure enthusiasts, I hope you guys uh, went out and pre-ordered your Black Series 6-inch for Moff Gideon, Quill, and uh, Grief Karga. I know I got mine through Skyward Fun Supply. Easiest pie. So is that, the, is that the catchphrase? You made I, that up. I just did that on the fly, yeah. That was that was me. Can we get that trademarked? Let's get yeah. that let's get that in writing. Yeah. So uh a lot of people are like you guys in the first two episodes talked about you were going to talk about toy collecting and I, we're going to get there. We have something planned for yeah, that. Yeah, I think I
1: think we we uh It's hard <laughs> it's we we thought we weren't going to have Enough to fill <laughs> like when we started this, I was like, there's no way we can talk and make this like, you know, like we're gonna have to talk about multiple things, but what we're finding is in these breakdowns, we're going an hour plus just on the episode. On
0: a 30 minute episode.
1: So yeah, we've left some stuff out, but because yeah, Mando so tomorrow is the next every Monday is Mando Monday for eight weeks, right?
0: Yes. For toy collecting. For yeah, for for well, not just toy collecting. They, you know, everyone's doing their, whether it's apparel or collectibles. It's, I say yeah, that.
1: every week they they release some new Mandalorian themed merchandise. Um, Shop Disney's got a bunch there's of. There's been, stuff. I, it's hit or miss. Some of the stuff I think we've talked about, like it's some of it was a was a was an easy pass. Some of it was kind of like maybe later. I'm still on the. I'm kind of wanting that helmet. Which one? The Black Series helmet. Oh, for Mando. It looks that looks oh,
0: insane. Right. They also well, they had the nice. They had the uh, they had the Captain Cardinal one that that's coming out. That's going to be exclusive to Target.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's is that Mando. That's Mando. The, that's the Mando. I'm uh, saying, right.
0: but also kind of kind of cool is the, everything for celebration is up online for sale. So whatever exclusive merch Star Wars Celebration was going to have for Anaheim this year, yeah, since it got postponed um, due to COVID nineteen. All that stuff is available at Shop Disney. Or not Shop Disney. It's available um, for Star Wars Celebration.com. So kind of cool that you can get those exclusives now. If you didn't go to the event.
1: I uh, We were going to wait. I know we're going to talk about this on our... Uh, when we talked toy collecting on a separate pod. But um, one of the things that really irked me on Mando Monday is uh, when I'm working... Typically, okay. and this stuff goes up, or they do these announcements. If I don't see it in time, I've missed out twice now. Target exclusive, so shout out to Target, you dank ferrix. Uh I missed, I missed the build up Mando, which is hands down the sickest one that they've come out with. The Black Series of him and the Beskar with the child, with the egg, with all the accessories. I'm super bummed about that. There's the Remnant Trooper, which, you know, I think you were kind of like, take it or leave it type thing. I, I like it, missed that. But the un- the only other I could say this when I saw this week, um, the Moff Gideon was like the that was the must have. We actually talked about that, I think back episode one we were like, dude, when are we gonna get that Moff Gideon? And we have one. It might it might still be up. Is it is it still available for pre order?
0: On on where? Everywhere or?
1: Well, Jeremy's, he's.
0: On Skyward, it's sold out. And that's it for a pre-order. And it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's done. He only gets so many. But it's one of those things. Is it that own- or is that
1: that many people went to him? Because they know like he's the guy.
0: I think you need to get a, excuse me. I think you need to get a career change so you can have a desk job. So you, when these things go up, you can just. Me. Yeah. Or someone that we, maybe me. It's not easy. If you're out in the field, hopping around job to job, you know, not like, you know, in our, yeah, field, we, our have, we, yeah we, yeah, our, our, our
1: job takes us far and and wide. And, right. and, we, and, and so a lot of times, I mean, I sometimes set reminders in my phone and I can't always get to it. So yeah, twice now I missed out, but this week the early bird gets the worm.
0: You got us. Yeah. I hooked it up, man. Um, yeah. I can't wait to kind of record an episode about. Toy collecting that is that is a hobby of ours and I know so many people that listen to us. Are we to gonna us. go back? What do you mean? Go back from when we started? But you what I'm
1: saying we're not we're we not, we not gonna talk about it from from, from now. Like are we gonna I have, wanna we, go back?
0: I'm I'm doing my work. I have an outline, I have a script that we'll stick to. Do you wanna fill me in maybe at some point? <laughs> well, I've I've hinted at this, I've talked about this. But anyway, it's um it's, it's toy collecting is kinda have has its ups and downs and it's it's when it comes to some stores get exclusive figures, some stores it's just general release. And I guess the struggle is, you know, on Target, it's, or Walmart, all these big box retail stores kind of don't really care about. Can I just, the last
1: thing I'm going to say and then we can move on. The pre-order thing, why that irks me, it's it's, it's cool because when you get the pre-order, it's like, it's that thing. It makes you feel good. You're like, yeah,
0: I got it. (laughs) Here we go. I
1: don't have to worry about it. But what I don't like about the pre-order is, so take a target, for example. When you do that, a, it's, it's not fair for everyone across the board. And I don't know about you. I think we've talked about this. For me, it's like the joy of the hunt. Like I like having to go because there's that feeling when you find it and you see it sitting there, you know, and you're like,
0: victory. You know, you, fa- you found it. When you do the uh, Johnny drama, when you actually find it, you do the victory.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and you're... I, I guess we'll talk more about this, but I remember, seriously, so back in the 90s, there was no pre-ordering things. You just had to show up. And sometimes you had to show up when the store opened and you knew when they were getting the truck and you did all that stuff. You weren't on the, the BrickSeek app and you definitely were not pre-ordering. So that's why the Target thing makes me upset because as of now, they don't have any plans to sell in store from what I've saw. And I don't I don't know if there's going to be more available or
0: not. Well, even I don't want to. This is we're getting into the episode that I, I want to record. Going down the hall. Yeah. So, when you pre-order these things on Walmart, had this recent issue. When we pre-ordered certain figures, they were now delayed. We we're supposed to have them, I think October, November. Now it's pushed back after Christmas, and you see them arriving in stores first, first before filling the pre-orders.
1: But we don't. But what you don't. But you don't know. Again, you don't know where they like to target the target ones. Are they online exclusives, possibly? Because some of them say when you look on the app, not sold in stores.
0: Right. So I'm, let's save this. This is we're just hinting at it and complaining first world problems. I mean, people are losing their jobs right now, and we're complaining about twenty five dollar <laughs> um, action figures. We- um, if you do come into my living uh, uh, li- my living quarters, you'll see the similar 40-year-old version setup. I know some people have a crazier <laughs> collection than I do, but uh, oh we'll get there and um, we hear you. i looking forward to doing an episode with a close friend of ours on toy collecting um, from when he started to where we started to where it's at now. And um, yeah, I'm, I can't wait. So also uh, Black Friday deals are up for sites like GameStop and stuff. So you're into Black Series figs or any other Star Wars collectibles. I don't want to just hint that we just Black Series figs three and three quarter inch Funko, all those sales are up um, probably already for Black Friday. So take a look, probably get some cool stuff. Uh, enough of that. Let's kind of dive into the siege. This is where we would probably put some cool hip music and do a nice little transition. I feel but like the
1: siege was like wasn't that like a '90s movie with um, Steven Seagal? It was. I feel like it was. The I was siege? I was
0: seeing Seagal, but I was thinking John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I like I mean, said yeah.
1: Yeah, they were. They, they, I mean, they were like the guys. They were and like Chuck guys.
0: Norris. and Chuck Norris, <laughs> dodgeball. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's me giving the thumbs up. Thumbs nobody, no, up. nobody can see it, but yeah. Uh,
0: the siege was directed by none other than our boy Carl Rathers, Chubbs himself. A little sad that he didn't uh, lose his hand in the episode. Spoiler alert: he uh, he walks away with both hands um, in the episode. This this was another we, we so we hinted last week. We kinda knew
1: So we we knew that he was not just gonna hop in the razor crest when it was all junked up from the Mon Calamari there and fly to meet Ahsoka Tano very next episode. Right. We talked about there was gonna be a bridge. Our theory was that that was going to take place in the fifth episode of the season, chapter what will be thirteen, right? Directed by Dave Filoni, um, and so so we so we are right. Um, Mando makes a pit stop because his ship is not in uh, tip top shape. Yeah, he he need he needs some repairs. Right. To to put it, to yeah, put it lightly.
0: So to kick off the episode, you get a great father and son interaction with mando and the child another one another one it's almost as if i'm outside of my parents house in the freezing cold hanging up christmas lights and my dad is trying to tell me how to connect like the female Oh, that's, male what, you, that's, that's what you got from I, that hang is that time of year people love hanging christmas lights i despise it i'm not see guy. i
1: that to me reminded me more of like
0: being in the crawl space
1: dad's crawl space oh lord have because mercy. he because because you know he was like too big to like like be in there, right? Oh, you know, it so was like a
0: normal human size, and at so, the time he wasn't normal human size. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> we we oh, yeah, it reminded me of like being in there and him instructing me how to shut off the um the
0: water to the spigot outside. Oh, because you're winterizing the house. Yeah, people on the west coast would be like, you winterize your house. We're like yeah. we
1: like, yeah, you have to because the the the, the, the right. you could have a freeze up. And this is this is before I was like. You know, when I was younger and I didn't know, you know, righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. So I'm like, no, no, not that way, that, yeah, that the other way. way.
0: The other way. The, the other way. Right. Uh, so Mando's asks the child, do you have the wire? And uh, Mando's explaining to the child, you know, don't let these two wires touch or, or you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spark. And the interaction between them and, and the child looking at this, these two wires, like ah, it's the red Or is it the blue wire? And he's trying to, I don't know, maybe divert power to another power supply or whatever to get the ship kind of operating properly.
1: You know what I wanted to say too, really quick, as I punch the microphone? I don't think I've said this yet. What I love about the show and what I love about The Child and, and what helps it feel authentic in the Star Wars universe is that they went with a... A re- like an actual puppet.
0: Oh, no CGI. So,
1: because, they, I mean, what other shows are out there where you have something that's, you know, when I think of popular stuff that's out there now, like, a, I don't know, like Stranger Things with the Demogorgon or, you know, whatever. Sure, There's all sure. these sure. different things. CGI is, 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 that's the way for, you know, for the other shows.
0: And, and this is the way. <laughs> they, the child.
1: Star Wars thought, uh, you know, what a cool callback to, um you kind of saw that in in last jedi when ryan johnson for all the you know uh pushback he he kind of received one of the best for me the, the one of the best scenes in that movie is uh when we see yoda and he's a he's a puppet you know they went back to that um because remember he was obviously cgi'd in the Prequels and everything. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to say that that's that for me has been awesome. I, I like that they went that route, and uh, it just—I don't know—it just works. And all these
0: scenes, the way that, that they show him, and I don't know—it works. So we're going back. Uh, the Razor Christ can't make it to Corvus, so we need to make a pit stop uh, back to Navarro, and you know, like Chris said, that's that's where we're headed. The ship could not make it uh, to Corvus. To what did Sopetano. you?
1: What did you think about? I was. Always wondering, and we actually see that they've they've this is they waited twelve episodes to show us how Mando eats and drinks, at least how he drinks.
0: Right, I like how you his heard it. helmet goes up, and he's you caught that. I mean, yeah. I was, I, was, you also I, was heard, I just thought that was interesting. You also heard it like pressurize again, like where you were, when it like snapped back into place.
1: I'm looking forward to. You think next week we'll see Mando on the can? I'm just wondering. Like maybe they'll show maybe. us. Maybe we're getting there getting we're getting there. they are going to show us there. how how right. how
0: a Mandalorian does that. How he does his business. <laughs> wow. So uh we're heading back to Navarro and um we see an and Aqu- um we see as Chris kind of said, I said, oh man, the uh the frog people were the ugliest creatures I thought in the galaxy. And right opening few scenes, we see the Aqualish. on um, they're raiding the uh Mandalorian, well the armorers. I guess like works, works, workshop, workstation. You know, from you the- notice
1: noticeably the 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 symbol, the the Mandalorian sigil, crest logo. Yeah, is gone. Is, is gone. It's missing. You right. like see like where it used to be.
0: And those creatures that we see, you know, in that workspace are the same creatures as Ponda Baba that we saw in A New Hope. That Luke has the um run in with at the cantina yeah so when I you know. said the frogs were the ugliest right. and creatures said, in star How? wars i i wanted to see when i i was like dude chris is gonna murder me for this the one. second
1: i saw this yeah i thought of that i'm yeah. like see yep they had them on screen and dude yeah these these guys and these guys are even like worse looking than
0: panda baba i mean right yeah they look a little older look a little beat up and then um we get cara dune quick she's in there and she fights off all the, the the crew, the gang, she fights them all off. She is the, we find out she's the marshal. I wonder when they decided to make that, the marshal, like so um, important. You know, like that's twice the season where that role is, you know, it, it, of some substance. Coincidence? I think, or, or
1: now that the Empire is long gone and you now have these like each city or whatever has their own local they have their own local i guess like law law enforcement almost their own local whatever so kind of makes sense does that make grief cargo he's like the mayor
0: yeah i think so yeah i don't know i think they may have said like what his role was on navarro or who he was but yeah he's he's uh the head guy in charge on navarro so when mando lands on Navarro you kind of see that r- the Razor Crest door doesn't it doesn't go down all the way so you can still see that ships beating up from them, and Caradune and Garif Cargo are static to see our boy mando they are they are stoked to see him did you
1: know i guess you probably had a feeling right like did you did you think that we were heading here this week? I'm just wondering. Yeah, of course. Okay.
0: Yeah, there was no way they were gonna just you were gonna dart there, you know. You you were gonna get there so, without this, there's no way the Razor Crest. I don't know. Could I had a operate. feeling too.
1: But what's what's cool about this is is that we've now basically you know we know that when they're on this planet, this is the last of the 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 footage or or at this point in the episode, you can only, you could assume because the only other scene that hasn't been seen yet from the trailer was, um, speeder bikes
0: with, with lava. And when he uses the jetpack and he leaves the base, okay, yeah. which, which we'll get to. But so I didn't know when to bring that up. You know, I was going to start off, you know, the episode after we talked about toy collecting to say, Hey, you know, this is it for the, for the we trailer. Are, uh, we're, we're, we're out are, of footage.
1: Yeah, we are, um, we're cruising now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all new stuff.
1: Which is pretty cool. We're, so they made the trailer out of half the season, which is cool. And I had a feeling, you know, they weren't going to give away any of, the, any of the important stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm trying to think of what I want to say about that. There must be some, yeah, they can't give away anything away. There must be some good stuff coming our way in the back half of the season for them to say, hey. Anything we show may give away too much. So, and then the way the end, the episode ended. Well, we know. We know.
1: The only other, the other thing I could say is, dude, if you're if you're just looking at this from, if you were grading the series, or the season rather, up to this point halfway through, it's it's all. It's, this is each ep. All four have been awesome. Like. In their own way, even even what we call "quote unquote" filler episodes, have been solid.
0: Right, and I don't want to consider this one a filler episode. Maybe no, 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 no. Uh, no. maybe the frog with the eggs was a little bit of a filler, but this this episode does hold a lot of importance in the story, and we'll get there. You yeah, know? but yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were all these are all like super important, you know, episodes so far. I mean, more so where we are in the story. You know, this season than we were to last. Like if we compared the episodes from last season, the,
1: definitely The plot thickens.
0: I know. That's what I said. When people didn't see it like as earlier as soon as I did, I just said the plot thickens. I even said that to my father today who's who's uh following along with the Mandalorian. Not not always Report in, but he's following along to uh to the Mandalorian. Think he's ever wonderful. listened to a podcast? I don't think he knows what a podcast is. I don't I don't think he knows. So, um, Grief Karga tells two two mechanics two techs on Navarro, fix this man's ship. I want it working new. And there's for me, I immediately knew there was a little foreshadowing scene there when we get the alien creature of the of the two mechanics. He looks back at the camera as Grief and Mando and Cara Dune walk away. That he's going to hold some importance. Uh, later in the episode, so we'll get we'll we'll get to that when we get there. So the three of them now are kind of walking through Navarro. You see the village; it looks it's up and running. It's up and running here. Navarro is up and running. It looks kind of like the same marketplace in Galaxy's Edge, full of life, full of people shopping. Um, there's it's a, it's a whole market. So when I saw that, I was like, man, I really want to get back to Galaxy's Edge. We will do a Galaxy's Edge episode of the podcast at For some sure. point, but it, it, it was cool. So the three of them head into a school. Um, they, you know, they want to do talk business, but they need to drop the child off. So they said, this is a safe place for us to to leave the child. We see a protocol droid. Similar to C-3PO.
1: It's pretty cool. It actually reminded me of...
0: The droid from Phantom Menace that greets Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Female female speaking protocol droid, teaching the class maybe about uh, the surrounding systems or whatever. And this is... a uh, an awesome scene for the child because he sits next to a student eating a, a snack in class. He's eating some sort of space macaroons, you know, some like some green cookies. You know, he didn't bring enough for the whole class to share. Shouldn't should never do that. So he's you know he's eating. Everyone's amazed. Oh look at this little guy! And what? In, a, I was a little taken aback
1: by uh, yeah, like a little ray there. Yeah, there's a girl <laughs> in the
0: classroom with the same like three bun or ponytail hairstyle that Ray has when she's on Jakku and she and she sees that ship fly away. But um, I don't know if that's anything. Maybe it's just, you know... Yeah, I, I don't think it is. Call but back, but yeah.
1: I, uh, I'm i surprised that they decided to leave him.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that. I got very nervous.
1: I kind of... But see, that goes back to the point I made last week. I don't want to say too much because we're going to get into it in this episode, but again... Me- Mando doesn't know that Moff Gideon lives, and we talked about that last week. Right. Last he saw Moff Gideon, he put the explosive I think on the on the wing of the Tie Fighter. The Tie Fighter spun out, and again, in any other case, that's
0: he's gone. Right. So even in this this classroom scene where you have. This kid eating these macaroons, he, and it, just, he's, the way he's eating them is super annoying too. You see him? He's like rubbing it in his face. He's he's the bully of the class. He's got snacks. This, child this, wants them. this kind of
1: reminded me a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite, where he was like, "Oh my god," he's <laughs> like, he's like,
0: <laughs> you know, he's yes. like he wants his tots. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I did, Give me some your tots. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And the child ends up uh, using what we are led to believe the force force grabs these. A pack of space macaroons, blue ones. Have you ever had a macaroon? I I don't see the whole craze of macaroons. No, it's like a thing. No, it's a thing. I've I don't I've had one. I said all all of this jazz for this. I don't get it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm uh. No, I'm not a macaroon guy.
1: I'd say I'm not a sweets guy, but that's I mean.
0: Yeah, I'm not a macaroon guy. I'm cool, man. Just right. give me.
1: I'll just give me an Oreo. Okay. <laughs> all right. I I think uh. People are still getting upset with the child, by the way.
0: For what? The eggs? Every
1: every week. Every week is something else. I saw an article. I don't remember where it was. Comicbook.com. One of them. And uh, it was like an opinion piece where they're like, the child is a brat.
0: Dude, the child. He's I mean,
1: a child. Someone's like a 50-year-old baby.
0: I'm not even. Why? I just don't. I don't I'm know. sorry. I just I had a...
1: So, uh, the next scene... Super super awesome.
0: I think the I think the the MVP of the episode was 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 this character.
1: <laughs> oh. Our boy Horatio Sands is yeah, back. Yes. I still think this is
0: hilarious. Um I forget, what is he, what's the name of his character again? I know. My eyes are going but I forgot what he's called. They I, I don't think right he has now. a name. They refer to no. him by the by his uh Mithril. Yeah, the Mithril but his
1: but that's his species, I thought. Oh, okay. That's what I thought, Mithril. Right. Anyway, he um yeah, Horatio Sands. If you if you were an SNL fan uh growing up, then uh Horatio Sands, man, like He hilarious. was funny
0: in this whole episode. He has so many this is a lighthearted he speaks episode. speaks for too. all of
1: us. <laughs> um, he's he gets nervous and he like what is that stuff that comes out of his
0: neck? He like he just he opens his gills.
1: Yeah, it was really it was really funny. He he gets nervous when he sees Mando because obviously, if you've been following him along, the last time we see the Mithril, he's being frozen in carbonite by Mando on his ship, which was uh, they make reference to that later, which is is pretty funny.
0: Right. So the Mithril is working his his dad off to uh, to to uh, grief carga. He's almost like he's like a receptionist, but he's working off his debt for grief. He's like a personal
1: assistant at this point. He like taxis him around. Yeah, you know. And then I, he does plumbing. He does. Pl-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, grief. Now grief. Now debriefs. Grief debriefs. This should be a segment. Griefs debrief. After uh, I heard the signature. Um, patent that don't take that. I didn't
1: get. To, I didn't get in on this, but I heard that uh, Carl on Twitter answered every single person he went
0: nuts who reached out to him he about went the episode nuts
1: everyone this
0: was a more of like also like a lighthearted, like almost like comedic episode too there was a lot of like jokes in his interaction with the mithril you know once they find out the mission that they need to go to this you know to this base that's still on the var but it were, was very Star Wars Either. It was. It was like a, it was like Poe damn humor. Yeah, you know, a or, lot of people or didn't the Han, like it. the Han humor right, like that. Right.
1: Yeah, I thought so too.
0: I, I thought it was. Um, I'm I'm hooked on griefs to brief. This could be big for us next week on griefs to brief.
1: Yeah, but there's no grief, so like, someone's
0: gonna catch knuckles if they take that. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> griefs to brief.
1: The only way this would work is we're gonna reach out. We just gotta reach out to Carl. Do we know somebody mutual friend?
0: Maybe uh, we got We I know a guy who can get us into touch with a guy who knows a scout in LA. Oh, that's that's from. I uh, can't hardly wait. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Um, maybe he. Just, maybe we'll just dumb it down. Maybe he's got a cameo.
0: Who? Oh. Carl. Where? Maybe he has a cameo. Oh 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 a cameo account. Yeah. Oh, you know. Uh, dude, we are really going here. <laughs> you know, I looked up Lori Beth Denberg on Cameo. She's not available right now, but she's on there. From she's not that available that, right now? Yeah, I like, looked What's it up. What's wrong with her? I don't know. COVID.
1: But, <laughs> oh, no.
0: Lori Beth Denberg from all that, dude. Yeah, she's on there with vital information. Oh, man. She tried to warn us probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, out, she's, out, she's out there. But yeah, that'd be cool. So, I just
1: want these guys off my planet. That was weird. Yeah.
0: His planet. So the mission is there's a base um, that's still there. They know there's some weapons there. There's a a skeleton crew of troopers. Supposedly. Supposedly. And grief wants to go take over the base, get the weapons for the black market or for himself. And these four are going to travel to the base by speeder. Uh, to take over the base.
1: Told you that. Yeah, so here's here's our buddy the Mithril. He's chauffeuring. He's chauffeuring, yeah. He makes a joke about like uh, all right, so like uh, I'll I'll drop you guys off here and he's like, "How about like to like uh, right up to the door?"
0: Yeah, he's str- he's stressed. He's a the Mithril's a nervous Nancy. He's he's and he's a worrywart. Who will he bri- and and grief bribes him. He's like cutting time off his deal.
1: He owes them like 350 years or something, he yeah, said. Like,
0: How about another 50 years off your debt?
1: Yeah, This the, the exchange is pretty good. Uh, I was a big fan.
0: Yeah. So basically the first thing they need to do is gain access um, to the base. And they're unable to open the door. We see Mando make an attempt. And we see Mando end up uh, using that jet pack of his to kind of go to the next level and or like the upper what is that like a landing platform outside of the base. Mano takes off and then our boy the mithril uh thankfully packed some sort of uh tool that could be he said used for light plumbing that was so funny (laughs) yeah he's using
1: like it's almost like a like a torch or something like that yeah i don't i don't know what he's what he's what he's doing but we see the
0: or how he's knowledgeable to do this he's jack all trades yeah he's super stressed
1: Dude, all of a sudden, you just see a trooper land in front of them, and then the elevator door opens, and they get on the elevator.
0: Yeah, and then the three of them go to meet Mando on the top of the platform, and Mando goes, "Empty base, huh?" So this base is kind of more populated or full of you know troopers than they thought. They end up seeing a kind of like a, a an old imperial transport that. The black market comes up twice in this episode. The weapons they want to sell on the black market on this base, and also Mithril brings up they want to sell this speeder on the black market, which they will use later in the episode. Uh, they gain access to the base. Kara Dune uh, uses chokes her, that guy out. Yeah, she, she, uses, she her, uses her UFC skills. Yeah, her UFC puts the guy in a sleeper, in a sleeper hold. hold. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a uh, an issue with the cameras uh, right there at the at the on the base, and they are. Now kinda like off to the races of, of what they gotta do to get out of there. Uh they need to oh they need to get to the reactor. A little like uh nod to a new hope. New hope. They need to power down the reactor. Uh and that's a job for the mithril. Funny line there. And he goes, You know I don't like heights, and there's no railing on this thing. And he like pushes Dude, them. Yeah, he's, so, like, like, he's
1: like, I don't like I don't like heat. Yeah. I don't like I, lava.
0: Yeah. And he yeah, so he they make him power down this reactor similar to like what obi-wan had to do on death star which is pretty cool um once they also when cara dune uh took out that imperial officer at the deck they kind of took like an access key card from him that gave them like access to the so yeah. they'd have no more about, issue with doors there.
1: how about the, the mithril like when he looks into the he looks into the pit mando has to like push him back like yeah, he's well, like oh like he almost
0: yeah that's not for me i'm not a heights guy either so maybe i'm part mithril in star wars could be. Yeah, maybe I am mithril. So anyway, they get this, uh, the reactor powered down here, and then we kind of get, you know, the basis is in full alarm. You know, that like low, you know, that, it, it send off like a distress signal. So now everyone knows. It kind of that-
1: reminds me of um, on Mustafar. Do you remember how they're like, the lava is like th- those droids and the things are being protected by the, right that blue almost like... Um, I don't know what you would call it like there's like a blue thing around the stuff that kind of protects it. Like
0: an, no, it's like an orb, not like an orb, but like. Because that like,
1: that like, remember the during the fight scene with Anakin and Obi Wan, that shuts off, causing everything to heat up, and that's how the thing collapses into the lava and stuff. It kind of reminds me of that. So yeah, whatever they've done has now um, allowed the lava to like, I guess, rise up, and ultimately it's going to take this base down. The
0: reactor, I believe.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's it's pretty. This, this, this scene right here is, I had to go back and watch it because I didn't know exactly what we were looking at. But what we see here is after they take out two Imperial officers in this next
0: room of the base here. Well, hold that. I don't know, actually. We got to hold that. I don't think they're Imperial officers. They're wearing a similar uniform to what Dr. Parshing was wearing uh, from season one.
1: So, oh, so you think these are these are these
0: are scientists. They're not imperial officers. They have that like clone logo on them from Kamino, like similar oh, to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of well, on the Well, okay, similar, but they work but they work for the Empire. Right. Similar jumpsuits to Rogue One with um you know, when they those those scientists are working on the Death Star and um what was it? Galen Urso was in that jumpsuit, similar jumpsuit. So also they, they didn't want
1: something to be seen because the one guy shoots the the main the computer.
0: Did yeah. you I don't know if you noticed that right. part? He said destroy it,
1: destroy it. Right. So something that they're planning
0: or working on or
1: working on, the Empire's working on. Uh they did not want our heroes to see. Right. We get a look in the next scene here of these um almost like Bacta tanks. Right. With with I think dead. Things inside, or something's growing. Yeah, they look—they
0: look like humans. Human or humanoid. Um, you notice that scar on top of the uh, whatever whatever human's head is in that tank? I Got a couple texts and people asking me, "Do you think this is, you know, what you know what they're hinting at for the Force Awakens with Snoke? Are they just trying to, you know, uh, work, you know, work on cloning again?" Well, imme-
1: immediately, this is where you decide um, or you, you think about where they're going here, right? Because we, we still, we, we don't know what they wanted with the child, right? And in this next bit here, they stumble across that, um, the hologram.
0: Right. Uh, Mando gets a bad feeling about this. He doesn't like this. Um, even Cara Dune's kind of like, this is more than a imperial base. This kind of seems like, you know, some sort of experiment here. And grief kind of tells him, "Hey, get over on the uh, the desk over there and pull up the last transmission to this place." So we get a hologram of our boy from season one, Doctor Parshing, in his jumpsuit that we just saw in those those two officers that were in. And he is talking. We'll find out who he's talking to at the end of the message. But he says he's kind of like letting them know how his experiments and his work is going, letting everybody know like, Hey, um, the, I don't want to say like the offspring, but whatever's in the tanks, those humans didn't take the blood sample very well. Um, they didn't live. Um, he needs basically, he needs to get more blood from the child again, you know, which that's, which they had. He didn't want to take too much from the child. Didn't want to kill him. And they said, this is kind of big. He said, we need to find another specimen, with the same or a higher M count. Now, when I heard that, I thought midi chlorians right away, right? Midi chlorians only referenced in the Phantom Menace with the interaction between Qui Gon Jinn and Anakin Skywalker, and to Obi yeah. Wan Kenobi that his midi count was higher and at, Master Yoda's was higher than Master Yoda's. So maybe Star Wars is bringing back midi chlorians as it wasn't talked about past the Phantom Menace. And people, people
1: were. A lot of people were bummed on that plot. I don't know if you knew that, but yes, because the idea there um, is that not, not that you're not necessarily born with it, but that it's something inside of your cells that give you force um, abilities or, or so and and so if you can kind of draw the connection of where Star Wars seems to be going with this. We don't know if it's a possibility, but clearly the empire now is trying to experiment with taking blood or, or, right, blood from someone with a high minichlorine count. And I'm assuming, based on what we see in these tanks, giving it to another specimen. So maybe they're trying to obviously make someone who is not force sensitive or who doesn't have any minichlorines at all or whatever, trying to give somebody that.
0: Like a blood infusion. So it's weird because it almost Blood transplant.
1: But it, yeah, it makes it seem like so you can just take a regular guy now and make them. They can use the force. Like they can use the right. force.
0: Like we don't want to jump too far ahead in the episode, but
1: well, I'm just saying at this point you could make that you could make that connection, right? Because
0: the, well, the scene at the end of the episode. I don't want to get to that yet. I don't want to get. I don't want to jump and then jump back. So now you know, Doctor Parshing is there. He kind of says, "I won't let you down." Um, Moff Gideon. So he goes. This must be an old. trans Mando goes. This must be an old transmission. Mithril says, "This transmission is three days old." So now all panic. Cats where- out of the bag. Yep. Mando's panic. And you know he's got to get back to to town where his sh- where the Razor Crest is parked. He's got to get back. And Cara Dune says, "You may want to jet ahead
1: with the jet." Oh well, yeah, he needs to. He needs to go get the child because, you know, we're thinking that Moff Gideon is. You know he thinks moff gideon's dead and clear clear everyone else did too because i mean the town is the town is thriving and 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 everything seems to be
0: yeah, right word travels fast when it comes to the child and no one can really be trusted which we'll get to that as well so mando um he gets out of there after being under fire the gang troopers yeah, they're, come they're in engaged again and by some the troopers uh, the, right they're getting ambushed and they of course take down all the troopers and mando flies ahead and he heads back to town. So we he's kind of gone for a little bit of the episode here. And the escape, the gang has to escape. So now it's up to Grief, Kara, and Mithril to kind of get out of there. Uh, they're under attack for a little bit. And they end up getting in the transport that they found that they were going to get a bunch of money in the black market for. And they kind of overtake that. And that's kind of a whole scene there where we get those three in that transport trying to get back to town. And you got Kara driving, Mithril's just flopping around, you know, you know, uh, in the cockpit with her. And you got um, grief cargo manning the gun, similar to, to Han and Luke in the uh, in the Falcon. There, you kind of got him in the gunner, and he's fighting off those speeder bikes that are chasing them. Yeah, we in see. The trailer. The, yeah,
1: that's it. We see the we see the clip in the trailer. Last last clip of the speeder bikes kind of going down the. Uh
0: this scene was shot. Ahead. Awesome! This is a beautiful scene. Um, just when they even take the 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 speeder off the the landing platform down the cliff, and then they kind of get into like a. a, a like now this a chase. is is this the same? That
1: looks like the same speeder from Rogue One, or the same transport? Doesn't it look like that kind of?
0: What do you mean? Oh, when they brought the troops into the town,
1: uh, it looks like that same style of like
0: uh, uh, I don't know right that that when they were I know you haven't been on this but when you see the speeder bikes go off the cliff mm. it almost reminded me like the avatar ride you're, mm-hmm. you're like on you you're almost like you know first person like um I don't even know what well, you're wearing like the uh, the oculus or whatever you like you that scene of the bikes going off the cliff after the speeder w- was awesome so uh, it's up to those 3 to kind of like fight off those those guys on the speeder bikes, which they have a little bit of a run-in with, you know who's on top of, uh, the, this the speeder there, they they bump into the walls, they 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 take care of business. Those three,
1: but well, the one guy makes it on top,
0: right? But they're not out of uh, you know, out of the, the I don't know, what don't say, they're not out of trouble yet because now they got three, four tie fighters from the base. This this part is super them.
1: awesome because I I don't know I feel like the way this was shot is is i mean i almost want to say better <laughs> better than the than uh, some of the stuff we've seen recently in the movies like just just the i don't know almost like the the it becomes a dogfight kind of a little bit here
0: star wars has stayed true to the cockpit point of view of all pilots and i love that you know you always get like the, the head on you know camera angle of you know, whether it's a TIE fighter pilot, X Wing pilot, whoever, if they're flying that ship, you always get that. So you get a couple great shots of TIE Fighter pilots um, you know, trying to shoot down this transport. You see that that cockpit view and the speeder's in trouble because they're in this big hunk of junk and they're outnumbered four to one.
1: Well, we had to know that I mean he, he does take he just he takes what, one out, couple out?
0: I think he takes one or two.
1: Yeah, he blasts one with the gun,
0: and then it like hits the. It actually hits the ship. Oh right, they're like a sitting. They're like a sitting duck. They have no cannon, so now this thing is just, you know, using evasive maneuvers to kind of avoid getting shot down by three of the four tie fighters that are left, and the gang is saved by none other than.
1: Yeah, Mando comes.
0: Mando comes in the in the freshly fixed. Razor Crest shoots one Tie Fighter out of the sky. You see the Razor Crest kind of like fly right over the speed. Yeah, end. this
1: is this is the best. This is the best part actually.
0: Right, you got the child on board eating the macaroons. He's strapped in, and the Razor Crest is now chasing after these Tie Fighters. Uh, he blasts. What, there's three left. He gets the one. The gang realizes he's back. He gets the other one with these, and then he kind of does like a one-on-one, like barrel roll. Like rapid fire through
1: through the clouds and the atmosphere looks just looks awesome. I don't know. It's honestly better than anything I've seen in a while.
0: The child is chomping on those macaroons, and Mando is he does. It's like it's. I don't know. What is that? Like a World War II like dog. You said like dogfight scene of those two ships like going at each other. He does like a barrel roll, full thrusters ahead, and just shoots down the last tie fighter. Yeah, he
1: he goes at it head on. He kind of. Does one of these little, this reminds me of something Poe Dameron did, like a trick thing where he like cuts the engine off and Reverse then all of a sudden f- and yep. he free falls, he starts barrel rolling and then just takes out that last TIE fighter. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and he like ends up like blowing up, he ends up driving through like the explosion, which is very Star Wars.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome and Kara uh, Dune is looking on through her... Uh,
0: binoculars, and you got grief there. He's celebrating Mithril's going buck wild on the scene, and then the we get... The child throws up. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, you don't even let me do it. You get the child... I
1: should be the one to, to, to okay, say i Okay, I'll let you have that.
0: You, in the child, you know, um, as any kid would on a any sort of ride, on a full stomach, I'm assuming, I'm not a parent, but, you know, uh, he's on a full stomach of space macaroons. He ends up vomiting blue all over himself.
1: I just tell you that... When we when we moved into our house,
0: oh, I know I know this.
1: I uh, I replace every floor in the house minus the living room. The people that owned the house before me used the living room as a formal like sitting room, so they never used it. And it's the lightest carpet in the world, but it was in such good shape. I said, you know what? I'm trying to save some money, I'll leave that floor alone. First night in my new house, mom and dad are over and have Layla doing somersaults. After she ate dinner. She'd never get sick. Vomited all over the like champagne-colored rug. Ruined. It's the hardest thing to get out of carpet. Uh, Just thought I'd bring that up. So, yeah, when I see stuff like that, and it's funny. He's trying to drive, so he's just like one hand, like... Cleaning the vomit, like when you're doing something, you're like, "All right, let's let's just get that." Yeah, yeah. So, Full. the dad and me, when I see stuff
0: like that, I'm like, Dude. "I guess I understand the merchandise now." Where I see Dadalorian, like I feel like that's growing. You know, his role as like as this guy's like as the child's parent. The Dadalorian role is growing for him.
1: Well, it's that, and I think also probably if you look at the the demographic. If I look at the demographic of people who listen to this podcast, it's that's right in the wheelhouse. That's not to say they're all parents, but the, 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 it's, I think, uh, what, like 24 to 35 or something like that is yeah. the... is the
0: That's our target audience. That's our target audience. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too... The next... People tell me, they're like, oh, I didn't... Two people. They go, I didn't finish the episode... I have 10 minutes left. Who did that? I'll tell you later. But they said, I have 10 minutes left. I go, dude, you missed probably the most crucial Why? Why? 10 who, minutes who does that? of the episode. Well, they had work. Criminal. They had 10 minutes left. They missed it. They said, hey, I got to finish after my lunch break. Uh, uh, something, uh, something uh, uh, Yeah, uh, uh, something came up. Like, I missed it. They went back and saw it, but they had to put it on pause. I was like, dude, that was the worst 10 minutes to miss or to have to put, not miss, but put on hold. It, the last 10 minutes are... Um that's where the plot thickens. I have a lot of questions about
1: this next scene uh because we see X-wings parked outside. I, I, I is there only like one or two X-wing
0: pilots in the galaxy?
1: Like how is it the same guy though?
0: Well that's their territory. That's where that's where they that's their territory. They're in the outer rim. That's that's their that's their I think the assignment. outer rim is pretty big. Two I mean, X-wing pilots for the outer rim? Maybe they got Well what
1: we're referring to is we see the same X Wing pilot that we see
0: Carson Tiva two
1: weeks ago. That's a character's name. Carson uh,
0: Tiva. I thought we would have got Filoni, we didn't. No, no, Filoni this time where he plays Wolf.
1: He's he's resting.
0: Yeah, did you know that on Filoni's helmet, there was um, a uh, Commander Wolfie's logo on the helmet? Like, you know how like Filoni's yes. super into the Wolf. We didn't really talk about this, like, but his X Wing. Like logos on the helmet was was two wolves. Wolves was big with Felony with clone well with rebels. Yes, right, Commander Wolfie, very cool. But he's not in this. Would have loved to see him. But we get this guy. They they also
1: this this I think maybe also sets up stuff for later too because the pilot is particularly interested in the Razor Crest. He he asks about it again. So they had just let the Razor Crest go. They know that Mando was involved in some of that stuff, and now he's asking Grief about Mando or about the Razor Crest. And Grief, he's a, he's a solid guy, man. He just pretends to not know what he's talking about.
0: Right, covers for him. And now Carson Teva is starting to kind of, I don't even know how he knows who Cara is, whether he has like a scanner that can kind of,
1: well, everybody knows her by her tattoo.
0: Okay. Because the okay. shock, she's right. a
1: shock trooper. If you remember, they, they right. hinted they, that they, back they covered
0: in, it in the other season as well. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, yeah. So that's not to mention she has the she has the Rebel Alliance tattoo on her face, and then she's got that tattoo that lets them know that she's a shock trooper. Well, so
0: okay. So you you got me there. Classes in session. Um, <laughs> so he kind of asks, you know, if if uh, she's from Alderaan, did, did she lose anybody? Um, that they need the, I guess like the new republic needs all the help they can get, and he they, he's trying to recruit Cara Dune, and um, you know asks if she lost, you know she like lost everyone in Alderaan when that explosion went off, back on a new hope or during a new hope, uh, he gives her. How an-
1: was she? She was a child. She was a child. Yeah, she was a child. She lost everyone on Alderaan. Maybe she's on She clearly wasn't on Alderaan. Right. So. I don't know. I don't know. She lost everyone. She was a child. I, she was like taken away. Yeah. Maybe they're going to get into that. It just yeah. didn't
0: make much sense to me. And then he leaves. What is that? Well, his he, badge? Well, he even says, he goes, there's something else going on out here, but it's up to the locals to kind of let us know. And everyone oh, yeah. in the main system isn't listening to them. No one's really biting on, hey, there's something going on in the outer rim, which we talked about. The Mandalorian is going to lead up to the creation of the First Order. So these guys are maybe, like, they know, like, there's there's something being plotted out here. They just can't find it. They're trying to put their finger on it. So they know that, you know, the the Empire is probably up to no good. We're already surprised
1: to see, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, the show is showing that, they, you know... Post Return of the Jedi, you know, the Empire didn't fully fall with the explosion of the Second Death Star.
0: Right, because you know, you even got in Battlefront Two with with Aiden Versio and and her, you know, her team and and the Emperor's, you know, was that right? Contingent plan? Is that what you would say to that? You know, when he was, you know, like in the Orb, or he was just a hologram making orders. That was weird. You know, like so, the Empire was still around, and obviously. Um, they're planning something. But the last, what would you say, four minutes of this episode, three minutes right here, um, really now give us almost our third plot or the plot thickens now with well, this next scene.
1: Well, the, the first thing we see is that that um, that alien from the beginning of the episode who was one of the people who were going to fix the Razorcrest, he, the one i
0: said it would foreshadow. To he later.
1: he radios or he he's a hologram and we see this woman who she definitely looks like an imperial officer.
0: Right, you see the imperial star destroyer type ship fly by the screen and now they're on this this ship.
1: Right, and this alien tells her that the uh tracking beacon has been placed on the Razor Crest. So in classic Star Wars, you know, just like uh The Millennium Falcon, you know, uh, same, same thing. They've now planted a tracker inside the razor crest and, um, they're, they're, they're going to find, they're going to find Mando and, and he reports back that the child is, is with him.
0: Right. So the female officer goes to our guy, Moff Gideon. We finally see him in the flesh right and you see a bunch of these scientists in the jumpsuits you know in the background working on um some f- thing in these pods you know standing up Moff Gideon's asking a few questions like hey you know does he have the asset you know and he's he's asking a few questions but what we see in the background super important you know we see these well
1: they won't show it we kind of you see a they're they're creative in the way that they shot that Right. We get a shot from behind whatever moth Gideon is looking at. It looks like some sort of black armor. Right. I went back and tried to look and obviously with it being dark, you know, I tried to lighten up this image. It looks like some sort of I mean, I'm gonna ask you your take. We we purposely and we talked about this a little bit, but right, they 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 look like some sort of robot or, or tr or or Something, right? They look like like an
0: oversized TIE fighter pilot or they look like an oversized I don't want to say oversized for this. They they like almost like a replica of Darth Vader, like in this this some sort of like outfit or costume. So when almost like a sentinel in X-Men, not as big. So what I wanna
1: what I told you immediately, I don't know if you remember I, I hit you up immediately when I saw it. I watched it after you. This reminded me again, growing up a fan. When we did, um, I played a game for Sony PlayStation called Dark Forces, um, that explores the story of Kyle Katarn. Expanded universe. Anyway, in that game, wasn't
0: he also in Jedi Academy? Yes, did you play as him as well. You play. Yeah,
1: he he's in Jedi Academy, and then I believe he's also in the second one. Oh, okay. Um, but and they even made like an. They even did like this thing at one point where they had a real actor where they filmed some like video scenes and stuff like that of what he was supposed to look like. Wow! But anyway, he he's an he's an extended universe now, Legends character. I don't know that that means we're gonna ever see him, um, but in that game, you come into contact with these dark troopers, uh, and basically it looks like a oversized stormtrooper. The way I would describe it is. It looked like a dark gray Stormtrooper meets Juggernaut from X-Men. And for our friends of um, the Star Wars action figure line, Power of the Force, they also had an expanded universe line. Um, Green carded action figure, if you know what that means. That's the green lightsaber slash going through it. They have a dark trooper. Should we just throw this up on the, throw this up on the gram?
0: Yeah, we should. But as
1: soon as, as soon as I saw this, I immediately looked for this.
0: We probably have it. It's probably in my room in that bin.
1: I wouldn't have kept this one in the box. Okay. Like I kept some stuff in the package and then I, you know, I went through a, you know, early on I opened a lot of stuff um, this I remember these were later because they had these, um, the package had a 3D play scene in it. So I remember these were later, the Expanded Universe first figures. Some of them were so-so. But in any event, this almost reminds me of that. That's, that's immediately what I thought of. And even if they change the design a little bit, this could just be another example of how they're borrowing from the uh, the Expanded Universe or borrowing from Star Wars video games. Uh, really, really awesome. If they're, what I thought of was right away was, okay, Moff Gideon is trying to build a, like elite trooper almost. Kind of almost like a, um, now again, they're messing with people. It almost made me think they're trying to do like a Captain America. Where you take these ordinary people, maybe, and you're going to inject them with some sort of serum, which we know now is like the child's blood to give them the mini chlorian, and maybe now you're going to have these like
0: super soldiers. Right. So, would the humans that we saw in the tank be in the suits that we see with Moff Gideon, or is that separate? Maybe
1: maybe they're failing with that, and they're they're deciding. I, I mean. I don't know, cause this looks weird. They're like all lined up, and they look very robotic.
0: But we also so, have the scientists with them. So the scientists were on the bridge, and they they get killed, and and yeah. they, they blow up the the desk that they're at. And now we have the scientists with Moff Gideon and Doctor Parshing, one of those scientists, is communicating via hologram to Moff Gideon in the episode. So that's what I'm saying. Like, are we getting you know these humans in these Uniforms, like what are we getting here?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're that's the whole thing. They're, they're gonna leave us on a cliffhanger, we're not gonna know, and and we probably, in all likelihood, are not gonna find out next week. Uh, this is probably gonna be an end of the season type of reveal, maybe,
0: or setting us up for what's gonna come three, next, yeah. or if we do get it this season, it's gonna be you know, so the final. Episode. So, the, so,
1: what's left of the Empire they're exploring some 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 they're doing some stuff man <laughs> they're 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 experimenting they are trying to i guess find a way to you know recoup and 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 you know going about things the way they were going about it you know has not worked out you know they had clones abandoned clones right they went with stormtroopers after the emperor's destroyed um after Darth Vader's been killed, I guess they're looking for for something else now. so again, it would be really, really awesome to see something um you know if they're trying to do some sort of super soldier or some sort of force sensitive uh I don't know bad guy I mean it is there cool. is a
0: gap still there is a, night a gap there is still like a, a number of years. Until The Force Awakens. You know, like, so they're, you know, and even in in The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren says, you know, maybe the Supreme Leader should reconsider using a clone army. That's a line in that movie. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if we're using, you know, then we learn later in The Rise of Skywalker, Snoke's a clone. You know, I don't, you know, do they abandon this cloning thing, you know, and go in in, and realize, you know, hey, we couldn't get it to work. Can
1: I tell you that when I initially saw... The Rise of Skywalker. If you remember, going back, they said there was a tie between Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker. We learned later that it was that force healing.
0: Right. They said, don't see the Rise of Skywalker without seeing episode seven of the Mandalorian. Yeah, basically, they.
1: One. I think they wanted you to know that Force healing is possible in the Star Wars universe.
0: And everyone wants to know why Obi-Wan didn't use force healing on Qui-Gon. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, another episode. But
1: where I was going with this is I immediately thought even last year, when when this when they season one of Amanda was out and then seeing Rise of Skywalker, I thought, could they be wanting the child's blood to keep the Emperor like alive? I didn't know if that was like a plot point or something like that. Um, because he's, I mean, he's alive right now. And even I think the, who?
0: The emperor. Yes. I mean, we're forgetting, right? You said, yeah, we're forgetting the, the emperor is still the ultimate bad guy, you know, in, in those three movies, you know, it's, it's, it's not about Snoke. They, they say he's just, he's just a pawn almost as well. they grew him. I mean, we see like a back to tank on
1: like another Snoke in that, 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 um, the Sith planet. Yeah,
0: wasn't that on Mustafar when he went back there? No. No, he had to go to Exegol. Yeah, that? it's on Exegol. Right, it's on Exegol, right. So, cloning is here. You know, we're still at it. You know, after the Clone Wars, we're still, you know, it, up to the rise of where cloning is still a thing. I don't know where they're going with this, but the plot thickens. Um, it's getting the child to the Jedi or people of his kind, the Dark. You know, Saber. Expanded
1: Universe, they... Were able to clone using Luke Skywalker's hand that they found after it was cut off. That was like a that's a legend story, also.
0: Wow, I never knew that. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. It's that. one of those. Um, it's one of those things. Yeah. But so, like, the, the, the plot the plot now thickens as cloning is is very important into this series. We have, like I said, the child, the sword, cloning. You know, and this is. Well,
1: I don't know if they're. We again, we don't we, we don't know that they're cloning.
0: Right, but with that segment... These test
1: subjects, I think these might just be people that they're maybe either volunteers or the Empire maybe just took people and tried giving them his blood just to see how it was going to react. Right. And it clearly, sounds like these test subjects were not able to handle it.
0: I wonder if we should title this podcast, The Plot Thickens. We could. but This episode? I think
1: going might change the name of the podcast. To yeah. The Plot Thickens.
0: But next week, we know ship is fixed, and it's it's on to find Ahsoka Tano.
1: I think they released the name of the episode next
0: week. I, I mean, if yeah, I think we could say it. And if, if you're going to get it, I believe the episode for the next chapter of Mandalorian is called "The Jedi." Um, some people, you know, put their two cents in and said, "Wait, she's no Jedi. She left the Order." But hopefully, next week, whether it's in early in the episode or at the end, we are. Reunited with Ahsoka Tano.
1: Mando needs help, man. Let's let's. They know where he is now. They know where he's going. They're tracking the ship. They are like after the child, in in a big way. He's looking. Not having him is holding up these experiments and stuff that's going on here. So, um, we're we're gonna get. I think it's gonna go. It's all about to get real heavy, and we are, again, we are out of trailer footage. We don't know where they're going. Next week, we already know too. That's a new. That is a new Star Wars planet, where they're going, right?
0: Corvus. Yeah. It
1: has not been explored before. Um, I wonder what else we're gonna see. And then also too, are they going to tie up that other loose end this season? Or are we gonna get? Are we gonna get um, Boba Fett? Any any anytime soon? Uh, will they? Will Mando go back to Tatooine? Um, will we
0: see Bo-Katan again? What do you think, Ahsoka? T- Ahsoka's role is for the rest of the season—one episode or the entire remaining season? I think her role. I think she's gonna be. She's gonna serve as
1: a, a protector or guardian. She seems like just her character and her nature. I don't know. I, I can't see. She's she's going to be able to sense the the strength and 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 the and the force within the child. I
0: right? don't. I don't want to. Yes, I don't want to be caught up on this. This character, I, and I don't have that much of an attachment to it. But I I do hope that we get Sabine. I I do. I think that'll be great for for Star Wars and and for to bring her into live action because we we saw them, you know, on in rebels together going off on that mission. So you think that Sabine is with I do.
1: Is with
0: I I'm I'm Ahsoka. so op, I'm so optimistic about it. I'm I'm I I hope. And I hope also, also we get Captain Rex. I hope we get all three of them together. Will we get Ezra Bridger? No. No. They're still looking for him. That's and I wonder if we'll hint at that and I wonder if sh- her being in the next episode or however the season ends, we get now a f- her own spinoff or her own follow-up, you know, of, of her mission after Rebels. It's a great introduction. I don't—some people say that, you know, the child is going to get passed off to Ahsoka and you're going to have to almost follow that series— to see, you know what, what what happens with the child and I stuff. Like I don't think that's where they're going with this. I think it's gonna be stay with Mando, but I think it's a good introduction for this character in live action. This character holds, Ahsoka holds so much importance. People really, in the galaxy. really,
1: I'm finding the younger, uh, the younger fans. I'm generalizing, but the, in my experience, the younger fans really like that character. I'm thinking maybe it's because a lot of them were seeing that version of Star Wars that was their introduction to Star Wars. So I can't really, uh, oh, what is the word I want to use? I can't really um, like hate on that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's if that's you know if if you're you know a young kid and that's the first version of Star Wars you see is is Clone Wars. Um, it makes sense why you would be into that character and like right. that character, yeah. And then, totally. and, then, and then and then that was their introduction in, and then they right. went back and explored everything else. Versus, you know, people, uh, you know, my age and older, whose introduction was the original trilogy, and then I like me going, I went back to watch the animated stuff, kind of the opposite the way other people did it. But right. I just bring this up because so many people, I, I see so much stuff online. So many people are Ahsoka fans. Big time.
0: Yeah, she has her own clothing line through her universe who is run and owned by Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. So they you know, they have apparel for this character. So many people like look to that character for you know you know, it's to, to relate to, you know, that's important character for you know, for girls, you know, for and for young kids, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I uh
0: I hope we just I asked you a question if you think we'll get it for one episode or for the rest of the season. I honestly hope she's she's in it for You're the rest. asking
1: for Ahsoka, Soka, you're saying I
0: hope she's in for the rest of it.
1: She's not gonna be in it for one episode.
0: No way. You think she's not in it for more than you think more than one not more than one.
1: No, I'm saying she, there's no I'm saying there's no way that she's in it for one episode.
0: Yes, you're saying we make get the rest of the season.
1: I almost think maybe you know, in a very Star Wars way that if we if we if we see her and maybe she's reluctant to join them at first And then she comes back later to kinda
0: save the day, maybe. Well, in Rebels, she ends up like joining the ghost crew for a little bit. Yeah. Then they part ways. So she kinda like comes on and like I almost think that stays for a little bit. So I think it's gonna be similar to that, you know? And I almost think she's gonna end up having to
1: like fight Moff Gideon. That's just again, it's my prediction because as of right now, I think she's the only person who could realistically go and go up against someone who has the dark saber right wow that's the only thing that i could think of dude can you imagine that'd be so sick to get like first of all seeing him and we already saw him use the dark saber but only to cut himself out of the tie fighter right how sick would it be to see him in a like lightsaber battle and like ahsoka's got the twin blades twin clear blades I don't know. Could could be done really well. Um, I trust in Dave Filoni, and I trust in Jon Favreau. So they're they're not going to steer the ship wrong here. This is every episode has been getting better. We're halfway through. Again, I I didn't anticipate this episode going this way. I thought this was going to be just a filler episode, and it was like anything but. It was like it, it was another short one. But the plot was, was was huge. It was awesome. It, I mean, it almost... Not, not made me forget, but, you know, the third episode of the season was big. The introduction of... Um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Um, that whole backstory, we learn a little bit more about Mando. And, and you know, his whole...
0: Outlook on thing. the Mando thing. Yeah. Um, I have friends who... I have two friends right now who are now going back. They've halted watching The Mandalorian. They're going back and now watching the twenty essential Clone Wars episodes because they Same. they don't want to be. They want to have more of a surprise, or they want to have more of like a feeling of of. of I don't want to say a shock. They they want to see the importance. Like no, they, they want are, to understand. That's what right. it is. And they were like, well, wait, uh. well, some people weren't as thrilled when they saw Bo Katan as, as me and you were. They're like, Oh, who's Bo Katan?
1: They don't know who she well, right, right. To to them this was this was a new character, not right. someone who um Wielded now the, yeah. now this is this is technically the third series that they've been a part of.
0: Right. So some people are like, Hey, you know what? Before this plot gets any thicker, before I get lost, or have to ask around or, or rely on the internet. I'm gonna go back and watch it. And people said, I had someone, um, I had met our buddy Matt, big Last Jedi fan. He <laughs> went back, he went back and he 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 said that was the best thing that Disney that Disney has done was the, the Clone Wars, the final season. He loved the last four episodes. So he's like, now I get. He it. binged it. He binged it. He binged the, this the essential week or twenty last week? Um, since the bo Hand episode. Yeah, he's watched the twenty essential. Um, up until up until now. So he's caught up and he, he's ready. So he's, he's up to date. I have another friend, Brian, who's watching all the movies and he's doing the 20th Central as well to kind of get the thrill and kind of understand what is going on in the universe. Thing I want to end on here is some people have asked me the aging process of Bo-Katan from the Clone Wars to Rebels to now and how this Character. This is what we're ending with. This is what we're gonna end with. We've done what we think Ahsoka's gonna do. I think it's a good place to end. And I, I don't I don't forget about it, but someone says this character hasn't aged any. This character doesn't look any older. This is this is, you know, the actress in the sh- in the show is 40. Well, she's 41 years old. And around the time of the time of Star Wars timeline, Bo Katan is between 40 and 50. So some people just think that maybe. They haven't aged her properly, you know, from the Clone Wars till now. So I'm like, well, maybe, well, when was the, she was in, she was in, Attack, she was in the Clone Wars. Then you have to figure Rebels, which is episode, you know, uh, but episode she was, four. I think she was
1: supposed to be young.
0: And now she's in her 40s. So she would have to be like, w- when does A New Hope go to Return of the Jedi? How many years is that difference? 10 years? Does that movie take place over 10 years? Say she was eighteen in the Clone Wars, then she's what?
1: Or sixteen.
0: You know, okay, sixteen in the Clone Wars. Then ten. She's almost thirty. A New Hope, and then five years later, she's almost fifty. I mean, I think that works. Maybe they didn't age. I mean, how much? How you really want to age someone animated to to live action? But I think it works. I don't think people need so to be so people as are hard. saying she looked too young. Yes, she
1: needed to look older. Yes. I don't I don't I don't think so. Right. I mean what do I know? Right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought it looked great and that was like a minor thing I didn't I didn't notice or didn't think twice about. Some fans brought it up to us, some listeners brought it up to us. She looks older though. I don't know.
1: Remember, Star Wars also you're you can be a prevalent character at a very young age.
0: Right, Sabine is like sixteen. I was in saying, Sabine
1: Ran is like sixteen years old. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, in you know,
0: a Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones. He's a
1: he's a teenager, uh, you know. I think when he becomes Darth Vader, he's, you know, we're we're led to believe he's even still late teen, is he even early twenty. I mean, I don't know, but he's he's young. But anyway, I think that's part of it. As people are assuming that she was older than she was, than she was,
0: so. I don't know, man. Three day work week for me coming up, so they're, they're going to be probably the longest three days, and then a, a fun a filled day of family on Thursday and Friday. But I'll be up early Friday morning to watch the next chapter of The Mandalorian. Can't wait to break that down. Gonna for be up you guys. early, of course.
1: I'm gonna be in like in a food coma, um, and I don't know. Depending on my plans, maybe a little,
0: you know. You know, too much Spotska will get you. Exactly. Easy on the Spotska, kid. On that note, I hope everyone has a great week. Wear your mask. Stay safe.
1: Have a happy Thanksgiving.
0: I was going to say happy Thanksgiving on the next episode, but happy early Thanksgiving.
1: It will have already been Thanksgiving in the next episode.
0: I would say I hope you had a good Thanksgiving.
1: Yep, so why wouldn't you say happy Thanksgiving before? Okay. Some so people might listen to this on Thanksgiving
0: so I'm going to have to say that I'm thankful for our listeners on this episode or the next episode. You do it on both. Okay. So I'll just, I'll, I'll lightly do it now. Then I'll dabble more later. So I do, I guess that you know, with all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world, I am thankful that we've gotten this off the ground. I'm thankful for all the texts and the direct messages and the comments on social media.
1: Yeah. We continue to get some really, really, um, cool, uh, reviews. Um, we have i think that even last week when we did this we're we've we're we're past the thousand uh total listens total play listens i think we're approaching 1.2k which is which is really awesome um we we started this without i don't want to say without expectations but we kind of just said hey we're you know we're going
0: to do it and just kind of like see where it goes, right? And some people said, "Are you going to be done? Are you just going to do this until the Mandalorian's over?" No, um, you know. So I am. I am thankful for where this is at, and I'm so appreciative of everyone for uh, their support, for for, uh, for like I said, the comments, the 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 likes, the s- subscribing, and for all of that, I'm really appreciative of all of that. So I'm thankful. You know, as it's crazy times are now, I'm thankful for all of you. So thank you for tuning in. To the All Wings reporting podcast, you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Leave us a review on Apple. That helps us out a bunch. Dude, if you're feeling
1: lazy, uh, I mean, the review's great, but, you know, feel free. If you want to just hit that five-star button, All it's all you got to do.
0: Five stars. The one star went away. It's gone. Someone must have listened, and they said. You know what that well, means, right? They're tracking us. They're tracking
1: us. One of them is listening.
0: Oh, boy. And the last, <laughs> uh, yeah. So shout out to A.D. Venudo for his most recent review. Uh, JoJo Photo saying this is the best Star Wars podcast hands down. And a uh, Star Wars podcast for all types of fans. Do we still know? Our buddy JB Star. We shouted the one dude out, right? Uh, Did you ever hear back who that was? JoJo Photo. Yeah. No, I don't. I believe it's a female, actually, that wrote this. I'm doing some digging. Yeah, I believe it's a female. So we see them. We, we read them. We, we, we lurk this just as much as we do any other aspect of the internet. So thank you guys very much. We are thankful for you, for all our listeners, um, all around the world, actually, because we get a stat of people listening uh, across the pond and in other countries. Can I, t- can I t- do you know, I'll just say this.
1: I was looking at the analytics. Third on the list, based on percentage, where our listens come from.
0: I would say U.S., U.K. I want to say Canada or it's like gotta be Den. uh maybe like Amsterdam. Oh, what was Amsterdam? The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Light it up, dude. Get that Endor tree and and celebrate this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta keep it. Uh, yeah, PG.
1: PG here, but um, yeah, drink your blue milk and. Uh,
0: no, yeah, the Netherlands is is third. Um, I think, and I know Mexico. There's some people listening down there, so yeah, that's
1: that's super awesome. I I I think, you know, I said this when we first started about how I used to. Um, I, I never even felt like I was part of a community when it was Star Wars. You know what I mean? I mean, I had you, my brother, and you know, we talked and we, you know, we we shared uh, our our interest in our in our toy collecting hobby and all that and it was pretty cool we had each other I I can't you know if I didn't have you I think I would have been like a lot of people out there like this this would have been something I did by myself uh but where I'm going with that is just you know the community now is is bigger and it's cool to feel like you're part of a community with other people you know some of these people are our personal friends right but we've gotten to a point now like we've, 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 we've gone away. Like some of these, like the, some of these reviews, some of these DMS, like these, these are people we would not have known otherwise. And, um, meeting like a, like legitimately some, some pretty cool people. Uh, I know for me, that's, that's, that's huge because again, it, it, um, it used to not always, uh, be that way. You, you know what I mean? It, it almost felt like I don't want to say an outcast. That that sounds like dramatic or something like
0: that. But or very emo.
1: You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of were like again. It just I don't know. It was it was like Star Wars wasn't always cool. There was almost like a little bit of a stigma. It's cool that that's like not the case anymore. And you know you you could see through through Instagram. And I've had some other people who are like not fans but are generally curious about you doing a podcast, and they're almost surprised like. How are you able to like you? You have a podcast where you just talk about Star Wars, and Every I'm like,
0: week you just talk about being a fan of Star Wars,
1: <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm like, and they're like, well, but but they're like, yeah, but that audience, like they don't realize, like I think a lot of people are don't. That's when they don't realize is how big that that audience is out there, dude. It's huge. I read this today. They said that the Mandalorian is watched five times more than anything else on Disney Plus. Five times more than any other content, and the joke was, or the meme was, it's it's um, it's Emperor Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith when he says, "I am the Senate," except it's him wearing the Mando helmet, and it says, "I am Disney Plus."
0: So well, yes, the main reason everyone got it. It's ninety percent.
1: Re- yeah, I mean, I guess maybe until they start putting some of this Marvel stuff out, which is going to be twenty twenty one. But anyway, the there's 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 a lot of people out there who are who are and and we're now like again meeting these people and and part of this community so uh i think it's awesome and if um, i'm thankful for that as well so
0: yeah man everything's been so positive and 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 great man so we are thankful for all you guys and, and very appreciative so enjoy the holiday we'll touch base on our thanksgiving and and being thankful for you guys be on the lookout. Um, we're still working out um, what we want to do for like a holiday episode involving listeners and yeah, guest out calls the, and stuff. We kind of got to get the format right and how we want to do it. So be on the lookout for that. So have a good Thanksgiving.
1: And I was just gonna say one last one last thing. Uh, if anyone from uh, Target Corporate in Minneapolis is listening to this, you know what I'd be super thankful for if you guys got it together. Okay. And uh, maybe find a couple more pre-orders. I want that Mandalorian buildup, Okay? So if you're listening, that's what I would be thankful for. Or maybe, or maybe, how about on Black Friday, you throw it up, okay? Just put it up there for people. I'm done. I'm done. Okay? That's it.
0: (laughs) On that note, this is the way.
1: This is the way.